All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash style. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. In every pair of Tacova's boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tacova's boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they're going to last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you're going to be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. So come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful thing. Laugh a little more thing. Tight, tighten up your core Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Happy Thursday, everybody. I have got Catherine DeFada on with me for today's episode. She's going to do all four things with me. She's actually here doing the intro with me as well. Hey, Catherine. <laughs> Hi. But we're going to call her Cat. And she was my therapist for a little while, and we just terminated our therapeutic <laughs> relationship. And there's more to come on why that happened. Some exciting news that we'll be sharing with you soon. But it's Suicide Prevention Suicide Awareness Month, the month of September is. And we're all about mental health here on the podcast. So some of these things we're going to get into today, if you've got kids in the car, this is probably not an episode to be playing. I know some of my episodes can be family friendly, but we're talking about some heavy stuff, but not all of it. I was telling Kat before we went on how this is such a scary territory for me because I personally have never been suicidal and I am not close to someone that has been that I know of. And that's something that is crazy. You never know what's going on in somebody's head and where their thoughts really are. But to my knowledge, I don't have any experience with it at all whatsoever. I, I'm just scared to 
You don't want to trigger somebody. I don't want to trigger somebody. Or say I don't, something hurt, that's hurtful, hurtful or wrong or anything, but I don't feel that my ignorance or me being scared to talk about something is a reason to shy away from an important conversation. So given that Catherine is a therapist and, you know, she could come in and just offer wisdom on some things. Now, I will say the first thing we're going to get into is just more about mental health, not anything really suicide related. But when you're saying you're fine, like, are you fine? Because I feel like we answer I'm fine a lot. I mean, we even made the new four things pullover. That's the four things are it's fine. I'm fine. Everything is fine. And it's supposed to be a joke on how, yeah, we're not fine. Mm -hmm. And you're wearing it. And I I think that that's great. And it has a a good message because our four things stuff is supporting my life speaks right now. So you can support Haiti and also walk around and show people that you're fine, but you're not fine and it's fine. But some people really are not fine. And so I Mm want to talk through what we really mean sometimes when we say fine. So that'll be the first thing. And then the second thing we're going to get into is anxiety because I feel like that really can mess with us emotionally and physically. And so I want to go through how anxiety manifests itself emotionally and then how it's Mm -hmm. manifested physically. Then the third thing we're going to get into is something that Kat just talked to me about before we started recording and it's called suicidal ideation, right? And suicidal intent, which Mm -hmm. I did not know what that was about. I shared something with her and you'll hear it in the third thing and she was like, okay, yeah, let's break this down. And then the fourth thing, we'll talk about a new hotline number that uh, should be coming out hopefully soon, like a three-digit number, which I think is amazing and then numbers and resources that you can use and just ways to help yourself or someone that you know if you find out that they might be suicidal. So that's the menu for today's episode. And I just appreciate Kat being here mm-hmm. with us because it's a really important conversation. I just want to encourage you to check on yourself and check on people. First thing. That's right. Ah. So I'm fine has become an automatic response to being asked how are you? I mean, it's a safe answer. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if sometimes I just want to ignore all my problems. So it's easier to answer. I'm fine. Or really, it's not time to get into all the different things. So it's just easy to answer. I'm fine. But when I'm saying I'm fine, it's fine. Everything is fine. I'm really definitely not fine. So I feel like it's a safety blanket. And maybe you are like, that's Mm the I'm fine. It's fine. All that can be pretty serious. And and maybe deep down, you know, things are fine. But sometimes maybe people are saying I'm fine. And they're just ignoring the fact that things are not fine. Mm-hmm. Suppressing all the stuff that's not fine. Yeah. So do we do that just to avoid feeling uncomfortable? Like wh- how should we lean into it if we're clinging to I'm fine when things are not fine? Well, I think it also, I think you said it depends on who we're talking to, right? So sometimes we don't feel safe talking to the person checking us out at the grocery store when they're saying, how are you doing today? Right. And so we're like, oh, I'm fine. But when a friend or a spouse or a partner or somebody asks you like, hey, how's it going? Like, are you okay? And we say, I'm fine. But stuff's really bubbling up. Usually it's because we don't want to actually acknowledge the fact that things are crumbling. Denial. Denial. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people are afraid that if I talk about my stuff, then it's going to get worse. But really what we know is when we don't talk about our stuff, it gets worse. And so we can stop piling things up and we can take things out of the pile instead of making the pile bigger. But I think the first thing that we have to look at is who are we going to say that to? Who are we going to open up to? Who are we going to talk to? What about if you feel like you don't want to, there's shame either associated with whatever you're feeling or you don't, you know, want to necessarily project your hurt onto other people? Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. it can feel a little bit scary and uncomfortable. So how do we lean I think it's well, yeah. Well, it's important to break the stigma, right? If we all are walking around being like everything's fine, I'm fine, then we're walking around in a in a society of people who everybody's okay, and then I feel like I'm the only one who's not. And so I think the biggest thing that we have to look at first is okay. When I recognize that I'm not okay. I'm not use the word projecting. I'm not projecting my feelings onto that person. What I'm doing is I'm being authentic and connecting to somebody, and it might actually open up more space for other people to realize、oh, I'm not okay either. And it's okay to not always be okay. It is okay to not always、mm-hmm. be okay. Which I don't think a lot of us realize that. It's like、oh, we live in a culture that's like go go go, and most of us are struggling with something at some point of the day. I don't know anybody who goes through their days and they're just perfect and everything lines up wonderfully. We might look that way. But I don't think that's really what's going on, right? So, really, if you do, <laughs> now I'm thinking back to my if when I'm wearing, it's fine, I'm fine, everything is fine. That's sort of helping break the stigma in a way、mm-hmm. because it's a very clear message that I'm not that, fine、um, yeah. and I'm not scared for you to see it.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I mean, with those that are living with mental illness or survivors of trauma, I really feel like asking them, "How are you?" I mean, that can probably feel daunting. Yeah. How do we check in on people? That maybe we think are not fine, or how do we check in with ourselves if we're not fine? Well, those are two very different questions.、Oh. But I think if you're noticing, I was just talking about this earlier with somebody else. If you're noticing that a friend or somebody close to you, maybe a coworker, is acting a little different, I think it's important to go to them like in a safe, calm environment and say, like, "Hey, like I'm noticing something's a little off. Like, are you okay?" That's a very different question than passing somebody in the hallway and be like, "How are you?" Like, very different and. I don't know many people that are going to stop you in the middle of the hallway and be like, "Well, let me tell you everything that's going on." But if you're in a space that feels safe and more like solace with just you and another person, and you're not in a big group of people, it welcomes that, and it almost sends the message: "I actually am asking you." I'm not saying this as like a passing. I'm not saying this as like a pleasantry. I'm really asking you. So going to them in calmness—that's very different than checking in with yourself. So well, before we move into checking in with ourselves, what about changing the word to "Hey, how are you doing?" If you ask someone. One, how are you feeling, or what are you feeling? How would you ask that? Do you think there's a difference in that, and that people would recognize the difference in just that one word? It depends. I always say this to clients too, when we're working through like scripts or things they want to bring up with friends or loved ones. I give them an example, and I say your language is going to sound different than this because I might go to one of my friends and say, "Hey, what are you feeling today?" I'm noticing that something's a little off. Like, what emotions have popped up today? And that would be really normal for me to say. But they might not talk like that. They'd be like, "Hey, Catherine, what's going on? Like, I'm noticing that something's off." And it's asking the same thing. But I think to go into it as this doesn't have to be some like written out thing that I have to say perfectly. I need to just come to this person with like my authenticity. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's checking in on others. What about checking、yeah. in on yourself? Do you have to show up as authentic to yourself? <laughs> Well, I would think that would be necessary. <laughs> well,、Dang、how、it. do you check in? I don't know.、Uh, do I? I check in by jumping in the pool with all my clothes on, <laughs> or going in my closet and、yeah. crying super hard,、mm-hmm. or going on a walk, or just knowing I need space, recognizing、mm-hmm. that I need to put everything down and go be alone if I can. I mean, that's me checking in with myself. I don't know. What do, What do you mean? Yeah. Well. I- I think it's really valuable for people to have 
spaces in their days where they actually are like tuning into themselves and kind of tuning the world out for a second, zoning in. And a lot of people do that in the morning, but just like going, sitting somewhere quietly by yourself and saying like, hey, what, asking yourself, what are you feeling? What are you excited about today? What are you scared about today? What was frustrating about xyz and just taking a moment to like talk to yourself because what i imagine is that most of us wake up in the morning with a limited amount of time we get ready for whatever we need to do we go do it and it's like we go to the next thing and we go to the next thing and we're the next thing and we're never actually paying attention to what we're doing we're paying attention to our schedule and so if we start the day with like okay i need to like check into what i'm feeling just me alone by myself i think that's really important And if you notice that you're doing things that are off, like I'm jumping into a pool with my clothes on or I'm getting really short with people or I'm noticing that the same things that used to make me really excited, I'm not excited about anymore. That can be a clue of like, hey, I need to check in with myself more. Something's off. So had I checked in with myself, I maybe wouldn't have ended up in the pool. The pool wasn't a check-in. The pool was a result of me not checking in. It's too late at that point. But Probably, but look, you use it as a tool to like, hey, something's off. This is not normal behavior. Right. I mean, it was fun though. (laughs) After the fact. (laughs) I might start doing it more often. Second thing. Kat, you sent me some ball, like a stress ball. Bad ball. Yeah, I've been having some trouble linking things to my Amazon page, so I'll try to link it for y'all in case you're interested. But it's a stress ball, but it's called a R ball, like A R G G H. Yeah, something. something like that. And it's on Amazon. I ordered one. I haven't gotten it yet, but you keep some in your office. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if someone, this is just me, I'm not a therapist here, but I'm picturing mm-hmm. myself doing a check-in. And if I were to check in to see how I'm feeling and I was going to be honest with myself and not lie to myself and say, I'm fine, mm-hmm. I'm fine, I'm fine. And I realize maybe I'm not fine. If the stress ball is something that works for me, I could go get that mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. And it would yeah, help me. hundred percent. Yeah, because the, that ball I love because it's something sensory and tactile. So people will use it in sessions to hold and play with. And even I'll hold it sometimes when I'm in sessions with people because it's kind of letting you get some of that energy out in your hands. But also it's something that you can throw and it's a safe thing to throw. And it just lets you feel and you can like punch it and it's not going to, it like smushes around. <laughs> and so it's not going to like bounce off somewhere. It's not going to break. So yeah, you checking in and being like, I'm feeling angry. And you can go in and get that ball and throwing it might be something good to start your day as it sounds kind of weird, but it might be helpful. Yeah. Okay. Well, again, I'll try to link that, but if not, you can just Google it and find it yourself. But my Amazon page, you can find at radioamy.com and click on Amazon favorites because I cannot wait for my ball to come in the mail because I do think I need that for my check-ins. So mm-hmm. yeah, just remember if someone says they're fine, you may be able to leave it at that. But if you're super mm-hmm. close to them and like Kat said, it's a safe environment for you to dig in a little deeper, you may want to ask them, no, no, something's off. Like, how are you really mm-hmm. feeling? Like, I would love mm-hmm. to know or something like that. And then also do that with yourself. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I want to tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in-store. For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands, Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up in store to APIA scholars. 
Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in-store. All right, so I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, this just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover-up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148, so that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food, everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. A friend was over for dinner the other day and, you know, we were just making conversation around the table, asking questions. And this friend said to my daughter, like, hey, what's something that makes your mom happy? And her response without missing a beat was clean countertops. Wiping down the countertops is a simple way for me to reset, especially when the smell is just right. And by smell, I'm talking about coconut. Coconut scented Clorox Sentiva is my go-to. And I personally love that she answered that without hesitation. That means she knows me well, and that's really special. And of course, yeah, I do love clean countertops. I love wiping them down. I will always choose the smell of coconut over anything. I don't know what scent matches your vibe, but there's coconut, there's grapefruit, there's lavender. And again, for me, it's always going to be coconut. My kitchen smells like a little tropical vacation when I use it. And I love that with Clorox, I know I'm getting a really good clean as well. So it's a powerful clean 
and a refreshing scent. Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. You can get yours now at a retail store near you. Okay, so let's talk about suicidal ideation and suicidal intent because they are two different things, but the ideation is something that people can pay attention to and could be a a warning flag for sure, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so suicidal ideation would be more passive thoughts of, I want something to happen, but I'm not going to do anything. Oh, I wish I could just not wake up in the morning. Thoughts like that, but there's no actual plan to do anything. Thinking about what it would be like if they were to die. So suicidal intent is I am planning to take my own life. I'm going the extra measures to get the means to do it. And I'm, I have the means now I'm creating a plan to do it. And I plan to do it. So those are two different things. Sometimes you have ideation first and sometimes you don't. So it's really important if you do have suicidal ideation, it doesn't always need to be just thrown off as a passive thought. I think it's something that you want to like bring attention to. So like for me, for example, and this is, I won't go too far into it. And I don't even think I like putting it in the category of suicidal ideation, but just in case anybody else can relate, I will share that there have been moments where it has just been so hard. Mm -hmm. And I've had the thought of if something happens to me or I were to die today Mm -hmm. or tomorrow, I'm fine with it. I obviously wouldn't be because I'm not really thinking much past that, but I just Mm -hmm. do have a a moment of desperation. Fall into that category at all. I feel silly putting it there, but I'm sharing it just in case anybody else has had those thoughts and to know that if there's somebody you can reach out to, to try to talk to them about it, like I am in therapy. So I have that as a thing Mm -hmm. I can do. Uh, You may have friends to reach out to, or you may have, like we talked about in the last thing, different things you can Mm -hmm. do for yourself to make sure that, you know, you're, you're taking care of your well-being. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that that can be part of that. Now, what I'm hearing is that's not so much something at the forefront of your brain all the time. Some people's ideation is constant. But I do think it's important to pay attention if you do have a thought like that, because those aren't super normal, healthy thoughts to have. And they probably are coming out of some kind of desperation or like cry for something, some kind of help. And so if you are noticing those thoughts, that's one of those red flags of like, hey, I need to check in with myself because something's not right. Because sometimes you have ideation first. Like I said, sometimes people suicide, like there's not a warning sign. Sometimes it just comes and there's no, there's nothing that came before that. So I think if you do have the warning sign, take advantage of it. Okay. And so now that you've shared the difference between the suicidal ideation and suicidal intent, I know there's also a different way of saying that Mm -hmm. someone has died by suicide, Mm -hmm. which I think the, what we've been used to saying, or at least for me is that person committed suicide, but now people are saying death by suicide. Yeah. It's finally being recognized as like an actual illness. And so these people aren't making the choice. It's not a choice. And I think a lot of us think it is, but nobody in a rational mind is choosing to die. Like it is a, this is the only option I have. And so we're looking at it just like any other illness. Nobody says somebody committed cancer because people don't choose cancer. And so we're not saying somebody committed suicide because people aren't actually rationally choosing that. So death by suicide is the correct way to say it now. Thank you for teaching me that. You're welcome. (laughs) Because I had not heard that. And as I Mm -hmm. want to continue to grow and educate Mm -hmm. myself on what others might be going through, I want to make sure that I Mm -hmm. say it 
properly because even though I have never experienced suicide in my like in, in my life, like nobody that's close to me that I know of uh, has had those thoughts and then I haven't, but I know how prevalent it is. And you don't really hear about it because the news doesn't report on suicides. Did you know that? They don't? Well, not to my well, I knowledge. Guess you I, can't. It's HIPAA, I guess. Well, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. But I mean, I just remember in Austin, a news anchor, and I work in radio and we don't ever report anything. There would be a guy that jumped off a bridge or whatever. I mean, and that would be news in the city that someone did that. And it clearly was a suicide, but they don't say that. Oh. Because, well, I don't know the exact reasoning and maybe I should ask one of my news anchor friends, but I think it's they don't want to put that idea into somebody else's head or they don't want to give someone the attention to know that, okay, if you go do this to yourself, then you're going to get talked about on the news Mm -hmm. and kind of have your name out there as that, if that's your goal, which that's obviously not, or everybody's, there's maybe some people, but you don't hear about it a lot. I saw an article about how 20 veterans a day, Mm -hmm. well, they might be attempting it, attempting suicide, or they are successful and they are death by suicide, but that is an alarming rate to me. And then you have Mm -hmm. more statistics, right? Yeah. So in the U.S. alone, it's every 11 minutes, somebody dies by suicide. So that's an alarming number. And then if you take it to the world, it's every 40 seconds somebody dies by suicide, which this is interesting that you were saying that they don't report things, but suicide is the second leading cause of death for people 15 to 29 in the U.S., which is huge. And what's even scarier is for every successful suicide, there's 25 attempts. Uh-huh. So when we say we don't know anybody, we probably do. We just aren't talking about it. Right. We may, or they're not. Yeah, mm-hmm. you may not even or they're know not talking about it. that mm-hmm. it even happened. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Those numbers are alarming. So coming up in the fourth thing, we'll get into how you can help yourself or someone. Fourth thing with Amy Brown. So I know there's a national suicide prevention lifeline, and it's a 10-digit number, 800-273-TALK, 800-273-TALK, so easy to remember. But something cool that I saw that they're going to be doing is setting up a new suicide hotline number that'll be three digits like 911. And the reason that they're doing this is to make it easier for people to get help and reduce the stigma associated with mental health, which mm-hmm. kind of what we've been talking about is just allowing people the space to talk about it and not feel judgment mm-hmm. and know that if more people would just talk about things, they would realize they're not alone. But then maybe just picking up the phone. I think another example they referenced in the article was, you know, nobody is embarrassed to pick up the phone and call 911 if their house is on fire. Right. So they're hoping that the same will be for the three-digit number that people will be able to pick up the phone and dial 988, I think is the number that it's going to be. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's out yet, but hopefully soon. So they hope that people are not embarrassed to pick up 988 for Mm -hmm. a mental health emergency. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and what is important to realize is that the majority, like a vast majority of the people that 
get help actually are successful in their health. The problem is people aren't getting the help they need. That's, I think, really why the numbers are so alarming. Okay, so what about people that don't have access to therapy or mm-hmm. certain resources like I do, because, or the, maybe their insurance doesn't have it, or they can't, they don't have the extra funds for a therapist. I guess there's the hotline to call, but maybe mm-hmm. they don't feel like that is for them. Like, what do people do? Okay, so it's important for people to realize that even without insurance, you can get help. And so my friend, one of my good friends works for Mobile Crisis, which is who are the people that respond to those hotline calls. And she told me that a lot of places, and this is, she works in Tennessee, so I don't know what it is like in other states, but in Tennessee, there are places that do grant beds, and which is somewhere somebody can go to get stabilized. And Tennessee has a behavioral health safety net and like money put aside for people to provide treatment who can't afford it. And the only thing that those people have to actually pay for is the cost of their medication. So when it comes to that, there is more help than I think people realize. The other part with therapy is a lot of therapists, almost every therapist I know, will have a certain number of spots in their schedule that they reserve for people who can't afford the full rate of therapy. And so some therapists will have one spot and they'll do like pro bono free. And some therapists like me, I have one spot that I break up into giving people like a a smaller rate or a less expensive rate so they can afford therapy. And so I think that it's worth calling because most of the time there's going to be a resource that somebody can connect you to. I was Googling some stuff too and saw that now the 988 number is not out yet and that's not a texting situation either. It's Mm -hmm. basically like you're calling 911, Mm -hmm. but there are other texting services available. There's one called Lines for Life and they offer a text service. All you have to do is text 273 talk to 839863, which I know you're probably Mm -hmm. not going to remember that at the moment, but it's good to know that Mm -hmm. we all can access Google, whether it's for yourself or somebody else, and you can quickly look up maybe Mm -hmm. different ways in your state or in your city or nationally, Mm -hmm. how one of these services can be of help to you because Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm ignorant to how prevalent Mm -hmm. this is. Like you even said, if someone is actually successful with their attempt, I mean, those numbers are staggering. But then to hear the people that aren't successful, that means there's Mm -hmm. so many more people out there that are just hurting Mm -hmm. and they need help. Yeah. And I think that the reason that a lot of people don't get the help they need is because they don't realize that there are resources like the ones you're sharing. Yeah, and quickly, I there's a website too that's called speakingofsuicide.com slash resources. And obviously what you'll find there is more resources for mm-hmm. this heavy topic, but something mm-hmm. that we need to be talking about. And I'm thankful that I realized September was Suicide Awareness Month just so Mm -hmm. I could do my part to start the conversation here with my Four Things community. I think that we all could do better just working on our mental health, our overall well-being. And, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe you're not there. I mean, this podcast kind of covered some mental health that we all are probably experiencing, like in the first couple of things, but then got a little bit more serious in the third and then now this, the final thing. But wherever you are with your mental health, it is important. And we just need to be taking care of ourselves, no Mm -hmm. matter what's going on or how big or how small you feel your problems are. They're important. So find somebody that you can share them with. I appreciate you talking about this subject. Oh, man, this is hard. 
Yeah. <laughs> Just well, if you hard. made it to this part of the episode, I will <laughs> let you know that Kat has been extremely patient with me and we probably stopped and started recording four different times <laughs> because I didn't know how to say things. This is new yeah. territory for me and I want to make sure that I'm doing my part and And I will say that it's important just to talk because it reminds me of when everything was happening when George Floyd was murdered and I remember having a conversation with somebody close to me who was black and I was like I don't know what to say because I'm afraid I'm going to say something wrong and he said you just need to talk because you're never going to learn what's right and wrong if you don't say anything at all and so I think this is comparable in the fact that we don't talk about it because we're afraid we're going to say the wrong thing, but then we don't talk about it and people don't get help and people don't get heard. So you can't learn what's right unless you start talking about it. So we're doing the first step right there. Well, thanks for that encouragement. Yeah. And yeah. thank you guys for listening. Hopefully this will be helpful for you or somebody that you know. And again, we're all fine. It's fine. I'm fine. I'm going to go put my shirt on now. It's fine. <laughs> Ah, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. In every pair of Tacova's boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tacova's boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they're going to last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you're going to be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. So come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org.